Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, welcome back. This will be for 2 Corinthians 13, and this will end the epistle to the Corinthians. Saints should test themselves as to righteousness, be perfect of one mind, and live in peace. Verse 1. This is the third time I am coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Henry B. Eyring said, In our own time we have been warned with counsel of where to find safety from sin and from sorrow. One of the keys to recognizing those warnings is that they are repeated. For instance, more than once in these general conferences you have heard our prophet say that, we, that he would quote a preceding prophet and would therefore be a second witness and sometimes even a third. Each of us who has listened has heard President Kimball give counsel on the importance of a mother in the home and then heard President Benson quote him and we have heard President Hinckley quote them both. The Apostle Paul wrote, In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. One of the ways we know, or one of the ways we may know that the warning is from the Lord, is that the law of witnesses, authorized witnesses, has been invoked. When the words of prophets seem repetitive, that should rivet our attention and fill our hearts with gratitude to live in such a blessed time. Verse 2, I told, in other words, uh, if you hear the same message being spoken of by the prophets and apostles, uh, then that means we need to perk up and pay attention. I uh, remember that the October 2020 conference, uh, there were a couple talks uh, on being prepared for the for the last days, uh, having food storage and so on. So that must have been a warning from the Lord, not just from men. Verse 2, I told you before and foretell you as, I, as if I were present the second time and being absent now, I write to them which heretofore have sinned and to all other that if I come again, I will not spare. Since ye seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, which to you word is not weak, but is mighty in you. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God, for we also are weak in him, that, but, we have, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. In other words, Jesus was able to die because Mary was his mother, and from her he inherited the power of mortality. That was by Bruce R. McConkie. Verse 5, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves, whether or know ye not that your own selves, how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. So, in other words, I think we need to be all in to the gospel. Bruce R. McConkie said, I propose some simple tests that all of us may take to determine if we are true to the faith. They consist of a few basic questions, all of which must be answered correctly in order to gain the full blessings of the gospel in this life and inherit eternal life in the realms ahead. Our beloved brother Paul, an apostle of old, counsels us in these words, Examine yourselves, whether ye be in the faith, prove your own selves. And we may well ask ourselves, do we believe all of the doctrines of salvation? Are we keeping the commandments? Are we valiant in the cause of truth and righteousness? Will we be saved in the kingdom of God? From many... From among many questions that all of us must one day answer, let me test you on these. Test 1. Do I worship the only true and living God? Test 2. Do I believe in the fall of Adam? Test 3. Do I believe in the atonement of the Lord Jesus Christ? Test 4. Do I accept the true plan of salvation? Test 5. Do I believe the gospel as it has been restored in this final dispensation of grace? Test 6. Am I a faithful member of the true church? Test 7. 
Do I honor Joseph Smith as the great prophet of the Restoration? Test 8. Am I enduring to the end, growing in grace and gaining the attributes of godliness? Test 9. Do I put first in my life the things of God's kingdom? Is it with me and mine the kingdom of God or nothing? Test 10. Am I so living that I will be saved in the kingdom of God? This is our goal and aim and purpose in life. Everything we do should please the Lord and further our strivings for salvation. And the Lord be praised, there comes a time in the lives of faithful saints when, having kept the faith and been true and faithful at all hazards, the Lord says to them, Thou shalt be exalted. These, then, are a few of the many tests of true discipleship. Also, uh, just a reminder um, about the questions that were being asked. And when we answer affirmatively uh, and truthfully the questions that are given to us in, in our temple recommend interviews, that also will qualify us for exaltation. Verse 6, But I trust that ye shall know that we are not reprobates. Now I, I pray to God that ye do no evil, not that we should appear approved, but that ye should do that, ye should do that which is honest, though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. For we are glad when we are weak, and ye are strong, and this also we wish, even your perfection. Therefore I write these things, being absent, lest being present I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord hath given me to edification and not to destruction. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect, be of good comfort, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy salutation, and all the saints salute you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. I just want to point out that uh, there's several um, scriptures where it says, greet one another with a holy kiss. And in each one that I've seen so far, Joseph Smith changes it to uh, a holy salutation. Um, anyway, I guess we're not supposed to kiss each other when we greet them. So that's the end of the chapter and the end of the epistle, and we will see you next time. Bye.